0: Seven
1: uh, Yeah um, I don't get it would be in grade two.
0: <laughs> oh my God
1: <laughs> I don't get it Hello everyone. Hi welcome to I don't get it uh, a podcast about performances in Edmonton.
0: And now all online performances. I guess that's what that's what's happening. So. Yeah.
1: Um. I don't get it. As part of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is locally grown and community supported. I'm Paul.
0: I'm Fonda. And uh, well, this is our this is our season six sort of uh, finale, I guess. Uh, taking in the Sterling Awards, which have been presented on YouTube for the first time ever.
1: Yeah. In uh, and also. I'm willing to bet the shortest Sterling's that has ever happened.
0: Probably. And probably ever will happen if anybody has anything to say about it yeah. <laughs> going, going forward. Uh, the whole ceremony was done in about 40 minutes.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, which, honestly, like, I know, like, an, an awards night is nice and fancy and, and you get dressed up. Um, but if we can't do any of those things, I thought this was mostly the right choice. Um, of just like, great, just get us the information. We don't need to, like, um, do much else. I mean, it was
0: nice to see the winners revealed in such quick fashion, but I also, one of the things I really like about award ceremonies is actually hearing those speeches. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, you know, like all of that lengthy time where people have, there's extra applause and people have to get up to the stage and all these sorts Mm -hmm. of things. But being able to hear the speeches and being able to, you know, just sort of, see see the real the real folks um sort it's it's not backstage feeling it still is very on stage but it's (laughs) uh, it's folks that were involved in the shows that are not in those characters anymore um and and to just you know hear their voices and them um expressing sort of like genuine authentic uh gratitude for the community and for and for what they've been able to do over the last however long anyway I miss
1: the speeches. I miss the speeches a little bit, Paul. <laughs> That's great. You're far less cynical about award shows than I am. Uh, which is good. <laughs> which is good. Um, uh, yeah. I guess my, uh, the, the one minor thing I, I found was that um the, the speed at which they were going which was quite fast um, made it difficult to read some of the like uh, in lieu of those speeches um, all of the people had sent in um, like a statement or a, or a comment on on that and some of the longer ones especially um, the the edit happened before you could really read their their full full thing
0: yeah even as a very fast reader um like you you just couldn't catch it, and but they did mm. post them all on social media oh right. um after or as the awards were happening. you didn't really have time to flip between social media and the awards, unlike you do say like watching the Tonys online, you know, and it's like three and a half hours long, and you can go on Twitter and see all of the Twitter reaction this you actually kind of really had to just actually watch the YouTube thing because mm. you would totally have missed. All of the announcements, if you even went off of it for a couple of minutes. So anyway, um, well, let's get into some of the um, some of the awards that actually were happening.
1: Great. Um, I feel like as I feel like this happens every time we talk about the Sterlanes, but I was I was immediately reminded of how little I, in fact, did see this season um, uh, yeah, both the color purple and the blue hour, which did, uh, cleaned up in, in the categories they were nominated in. Um, I did not see because we do not get paid to do this. And so not everything, uh, can be made to be work.
0: Hmm, and I mean, and well, and the Sterling jurors don't get paid to do it either. And when you think about a regular, like a typical Edmonton theater season, there's eighty plus productions on that, uh, on on that lineup on that roster, and. And there's there's no way that you can expect 14 jurors to actually go and see all of the stuff, um, but you know, as a juror, you you do try, I guess. Um, not that I was on the jury this year, but I have been a sterling juror before, and I think you have too.
1: I did I did the fringe jury once. And I, remember, yeah. I remember at the time I was also um, at View. I was uh, so I'd seen a bunch of stuff and I was like, oh sure, I'll do it. I'd probably have seen like half of it with like what I was seeing to review. And I'd seen like, it was like none of it. So I had mm-hmm. to see like a second slate of so many shows after missing the first weekend to see different shows for a different obligation. Hilarious. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, what did you think of some of, like, I mean, the, like, the Fringe, uh, some of the Fringe nominations, um, like, they, it did have ones that I was sort of rooting for a little bit. Um, Which were, what and, were
1: your horses in the race?
0: Well, so for the Fringe Outstanding Performance in a Drama, um, I really was sort of rooting for... Um, Michael Pang in red, uh, and and Candace Berlin Get in reality crack ended up walking away with that one, but I also thought Amina Shehab and Hagar was brilliant, um, and so that was kind of one of the more uh, sort of um closer uh well one of the fringe races that I actually had some context and it, I felt I could be like yes I want I think I want this one, sure, um, yeah. uh, and then um. I'd see, and Queen Lear is Dead walked away with a lot of the fringe stuff, and mm-hmm. I didn't see Queen Lear is Dead.
1: Yeah, me neither. Um, it was a big so, fringe. <laughs> it always yeah. is. Yeah
0: yeah and then well Jenny McKillop and you are happy did um walk away with the um French performance in a comedy, and I did see that one, but also thought that elena Eli Ballet um and gender hard, I hardly know them i know I know you may have bias and you may not be able to it's talk true. about that one uh but but it's uh, illegal
1: for me to talk about. <laughs>
0: But yeah, that was, I felt was another, um, pretty, pretty close category too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, um, uh, I did not see pretty much anything, uh, that was nominated. I had a busy friend. I was doing a show. I, I directed a show gender. I hardly know them. Um, and so I, uh, yeah, this was like, uh, all of my guesses were truly guesses based on like what i've seen people do or um or buzz i remember from the from the festival
0: um well how about some of i guess sort of the main categories one of the things that i was most sort of surprised about the way that they presented the um at the sterlings this this time around all of the production and design categories were done within like i don't know the first like eight minutes (laughs) Of the whole show. And they were, um,
1: they were, uh, they were uh, both of those categories, I think, um, sat in costume. Um, and a lot of the design this year felt very um, strong. Like, as I was looking over the list, it was like, oh, yeah, oh, I remember that. Or like, all of those were well designed or well lit or um, mm-hmm. well set, as it were.
0: Yeah, like, um, Mr. Burns, the post-electric play, um, like, th- th- I, that one went away with um, outstanding score of a play or musical, as well as outstanding set design. The, the set design in that was brilliant. It was, uh, like, three different whole entire rooms mm-hmm, yeah. um, that you experienced, and so that was kind of neat to see. Um, and then the outstanding score also going to Mr. Burns, too, That uh, for Marianne Burke. Uh, that was pretty cool, too.
1: Yeah. Uh what else stood out to you? What were some of the things that jumped off uh off the screen um as you were as you were watching? <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of screens, the outstanding multimedia design went to um, Sean Neuenhuis, uh for *Girl in the Machine*, um, which was one of the. Hey, I, it was one of the last ones that you know, seeing that in a, in a theater, even though it was in the Space and Science Center, so not a conventional theater either necessarily. But that was a visually very memorable production, and um, I was glad to see that that one did get some nod because I thought that they, uh, they really kind of like stepped outside the. Box. And took some risks with that, so I'm very glad to see that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: um, yeah, great, uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, again, uh, especially in a lot of the the um, the last thread categories, some of the like um, uh, like outstanding production, uh, outstanding production of a musical. Um, there weren't that many I saw. <laughs> um, it was mm-hmm. a busy year, I guess. What? What do you? You know. Now it's like, what was I doing? I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, which is not leaving the house. But um, <laughs> you know, where was I? Who knows? Who knows? Did you see Titus Buffonius? I did. I did see Titus Buffonius. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Which one? Uh. Which one? Best production? Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or best production. production of a play rather is the the phrase. Yeah.
0: It won outstanding production. It won, um, and it won for uh, two of the main, uh, two of the acting categories as well. Yeah, and well, and to see um, so many, so many awards for the Color Purple come out, especially in the performance side. um, Yeah, it was really great because I think that everyone now is sort of, um, in particular with the last episode that we had, uh, you know, the conversation is is becoming a lot more prevalent about, um, you know, are Black Indigenous people of color, are are they being represented on stage, off stage in these organizations? organizations. Um, And yeah, uh, it was great to see The Color Purple come away with so much. You know, the, the way that they presented the awards almost felt the way that the season went. It was just like, oh, it was kind of, it was over really fast. This episode of I Don't Get It is brought to you by Storylines, a podcast from Women in Film and Television, Alberta. Host Sheena Rossiter talks with some of our province's most successful women in film and television, both behind the camera and in front of it. On a recent episode, EPL's current writer-in-residence and literary scream queen, Susie Maloney, talks about writing for the thriller genre. You can find storylines on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also find it at wifta.ca. That's W-I-F-T-A dot C-A. And a special note, uh, Susie Maloney was mentioned by Vern Thiessen, her partner, um, in our episode a little while back. So that was pretty special too. I Don't Get It is also brought to you by World on Fire, a new podcast from CBC Edmonton. World on Fire is a new five-part series that takes you to the front lines of -of out-of-control wildfires in Canada, Australia, and California. Hosts Adrian Lamb and Mike Flanagan look at what it takes to find hope in the midst of fear and destruction and how communities affected by wildfires rebuild. Find World on Fire on the CBC Listen app or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find it online at cbc.ca slash worldonfire. Alright, everyone, if you weren't able to tell, uh, we did have a little bit of technical difficulty getting through that last part. Uh, we had to stop and start a couple times, and um, sorry, we sort of lost Paul after a while there. So, well, now um, I will just give you the most exciting listing of them all uh, coming up Found Festival, a festival. Of actual performances happening digitally and in person and otherwise um, safely distanced, of course, is um, is happening from July second through fifth, and um, and that's that's a festival that's special to um, our hearts. On I don't get it because it's run by some pretty great people, and it's about um, being found in Edmonton. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great bit. Um, Hope that you can find a way to enjoy it. If you have some time this upcoming weekend, long weekend, if you get a long weekend or extra day off during the week, if you do get one. Um, So yeah, go take it in, go see some found festival and, or, you know, see some other shows from the safety of your home Wi Fi. And if you do uh, try, please do your part to make sure that you are taking in art by, uh, black artists, artists of color, indigenous artists. And if you can, it's in your ability. Um, please send those artists a donation because, um, artists and everyone right now, well, they sure could use it. So, um, yeah, take good care everyone. We will see you next season. Bye. Get It is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Episodes are produced by Fonda Mithrush and Paul Blinov. We are recorded on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton, Alberta. Our theme music is Mountain Time by Ghibli. Series art by Michael Nunweiler. Technical support by Andrew Paul. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you value independent local arts coverage, please consider supporting us on Patreon or leaving us a review on your podcatcher. Find out more at idontgetityag.com La love-